What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Loud Spot. My name is Sebastian, right out of Oklahoma City. Today, we are hanging out with Jimmy Haha. This way, there you are. From uh, Jimmy's Chicken Shack. All right, before we get started, I do want to remind everyone to please subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, also on Apple, Spotify, Pandora, and the Loud Spot has an exclusive app right now just on Apple and iPhones. We are working on the Android version, but Apple released it, so if you have an Apple iPhone, um, please type in the Loud Spot in your search when you search for your apps in your app store. So anyways, okay, all right, Jimmy, dude. What's going on? You know... (laughs) There's a guy that I had on, and I was interviewing in a, in a band called Carbon Stone, and he was talking about he was doing some shows, and he had mentioned, uh, I guess, playing a show with Jimmy's Chicken Shack, and I was like, what? There's like, they're still around? He's like, yeah, man, we're doing a show. And I was like, I'm going to reach out and try to get him on the show, and I, I was able to, uh, I don't know, if I, I guess I emailed you, and yeah. I was happy when you responded, so I appreciate it, dude. Right on, man. Yeah, we, we, we haven't stopped playing. <laughs> yeah, no, what? Now, I, I know, I know, I, I went on, but you guys did, you did, did you like do like a solo uh, project for a little while? Yeah, I mean, I have kind of two solo projects-ish that I've been doing for, I mean, one co- project called Jar Flies. I've played okay. with those guys for, gosh, since like 2002. Oh, wow. So, so yeah, it's almost 20 years or 20, somewhere around 20 that. years. And, um, we've never practiced. We just play shows, you know? <laughs> uh, and then I did a solo record under the name men to hollow. Um, okay. and that was in 2016, but okay. I mean, bands always been together the whole time. Yeah. You, know? it, it you guys tour, you guys toured this whole throughout. Let's see, do, do right. By the way, you know, that was one of my favorite songs in high school. That was, oh, nice. and <laughs> since I knew you were going to be on, I keep on singing that song in my head. It, like it won't go out of your head. It's so, you know, it's catchy. All right. <laughs> That song came out in 99, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So since then, you guys have just been doing shows and, and, and you guys, you guys went, um, kind of, uh, uh, independent though, didn't you? Yep. Yeah. So, so after that record came out, like the record industry was a mess and our record label was a mess and we got tossed around from like label to label within all that exchange of like labels closing and getting enveloped into other bigger labels. So we kind of just ended up, uh, you know, being lost in that shuffle. And so we asked to get off of our label and we were on Island Def Jam at the time. And Lior Cohen just didn't want us. Well, (laughs) he didn't like, that we were like, yeah, we don't want to be here, you know. I mean, he, he gave us the you know the option. He's like, well, you could get off of our label if you want, and I'll, we were like, okay, okay. And, <laughs> and uh, the, he could have dropped us in a weekend, but he right. decided to drag it on for three years so nobody else would sign us, and then we would do well somewhere else, and he would look like the fool. And that's just the way the music industry works, you know. It's like yeah. you got guys who make hundreds of millions of dollars, and they rather worry about their ego and they, mm-hmm. they they don't mind about screwing some little guys band over you know it's like whatever and, and you don't know what you're doing when you when you know you're, you're young and you're getting excited you're getting signed you're getting you know your music videos on mtv and yeah. and so and they I, I i don't know but it seems like i've heard this story where the record labels do take advantage of these younger artists and really leaves you guys no option to, to do anything and they well, can't I mean, even hold you to it 
Yeah, I wouldn't say they take advantage of younger artists. I think they just take advantage of artists. <laughs> but, you know, I knew what was going on. And right. I, I, I was, you know, I'd been playing, I've been gigging hard for 10 years before we got signed. So, And my manager is really connected with the business. So I, I knew what was happening while it was happening. So, you know, we, we just figured, okay, well, well, this isn't the right label for us. If you're giving us the option, then we'll pop off the label and right. then we'll get signed somewhere else. And we would have gotten a deal probably pretty quickly right at that moment but he mm -hmm. just he decided to drag as drag it out as long as he could so we had no option so then yeah. we we signed to um Koch, which is an indie label and put out a record but you know awesome i mean it didn't do it, it, it nobody really even knew about it because right you know, right 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 so we still you know toured and played but you know it's just a yeah nature of some of the <laughs> things that happen in the industry man <laughs> i saw you guys and this I, I just recently saw the YouTube video and it must have came out, you know, hell probably 1999 or 2000. You guys were on, I think it was Conan O'Brien. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but how, how was that experience? Like I, you know, so, I forgot someone else was on some other thing, but how was that experience going on a show like that? Like, were you able to hang out with, with him or some of the other guests that were there or yeah, just I mean, play and then go? Yeah. I mean, it was cool. You know I mean? Obviously yeah. anytime you do something like that, it's like, Oh, this is neat. You know I mean? You, 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 watch shows like that from your house so you're like ah oh, cool you know so it was cool i mean it's weird to play a show like that because you're playing one song and it's weird the sound is odd and that tv you know studio but what was cool was conan called me over afterwards and talked to me which he didn't do with a lot of bands so that thought that was cool you know it was talk for a couple seconds but uh Manchild was on uh the the, the wrestler Manchild was one of the, oh, guests. Was he the guests mick foley yeah and man he was awesome we hung out with him in the back it was awesome <laughs> So yeah, we, you know, it was, it was good time for sure. Yeah, I, I, the whole experience has to be awesome. So you guys have a new album coming out in this year. Yeah, yeah. So and and is it like a whole album or is it just like some singles or how's how's that working? Yeah, so I I mean we started kind of getting together years and years ago, and and our drummer has a studio in Baltimore, so we mm -hmm. go and we just start messing around with ideas. You know, all of us have different going on and we kept you know kind of messing around with that is we're not really having anything done and then uh, <laughs> I hit some weird button uh, so we end up um, like COVID hits yep. nobody's doing shows we start doing yep. some live streams from the studio and then uh, finally in, in last year right around I guess right around February or January, I was like, man, let's let's really dig in and do this and, and make a record. So we did a crowdfunding campaign. We ended up, uh, you know, going to the studio every day. I mean, I mean, once a week, basically, right. just writing hard. And uh, and then we ended up working with our producer Jim Work, who actually has produced a record that that you'd like that with Do Right on it. Yeah. So, so he produced my solo record of Amanda Hollow. In 2016, I was like, man, I should, I should tell him we're going to do a record and see if he's down. And he was. So we went to Cleveland, recorded uh, 10 songs with him. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's like a, we kind of took the approach of uh, like making a concept record, like a 70s kind of rock record where we grew up listening, you know, in your bedroom and you lay on your bed and you fold out an album and read the liner notes. And, you know, so we tried to kind of in that spirit make like a bit of a concept record. And um, really, we're, you know, 
more than anything, just made a record for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that, that's cool to do that. And you, you got you guys' sound. You almost have even. I don't know what your new album's gonna sound like. It's not. When, when does that come out? Do you know yet? Probably in a couple months. I would say. I mean, we're gonna the people that crowdfunded it'll get downloads, and then we're gonna release songs, you know, on streaming one by one, so we don't just blow the whole thing one right. you know, release, and then. But we'll be we're gonna print vinyl and and you know, CDs and stuff like that. Where's where, where's your microphone at? Um. Sure, which one it is. You need it turned up. No, it's, it's kind of it was like going in and out for some reason. It's not not in and out, but it's kind of making a weird. But it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. You, I would say you guys kind of have a little reggae ness, a little you know, to um to your sounds, kind of alternative. It's kind of reggae. Is that still kind of the same same style as Jimmy's Chicken Shack? The same band. Yeah. I mean, obviously everyone's older now, but is the style very similar? Yeah, I mean, I've always called it mutt rock because it's a mutt. I mean, we, there's there's rock, there's blues, there's jazz, there's pop, there's you know hardcore, there's a little bit of everything in in a record. And hopefully, well, I mean, not hopefully, every record of ours pretty much sounds totally different from any other record. And, and yeah, within that record, typically the songs sound fairly different from each other. So this one is definitely that way. I mean, <laughs> like the first song is kind of you know like old school chicken shack vibe and, and kind of goes a little all over the place, but there's some, I think maybe the most beautiful song we've ever recorded. It's, you know, acoustic and just real quiet and cool harmonies. And, and then we, there's a, like a prog rock tune that probably the most adventurous music we've ever recorded. So it, it, it is some, you know, it's something that would fit in with that kind of do right kind of thing, you know, and, and trash and that record. So, mm. Yeah, it goes all over. That's be very exciting to come out with another album. Like, I'm excited to hear it, you know? And so I right. bet your fans are like, finally, another Jimmy's Chicken Shack album's coming out, man. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, something people have been wanting. And, and like, you know, like I said, I was kind of, I've done other things. And I mean, I, I, have my, I run a magazine, I, you know, I paint, you know, pictures. And so we all just kind of, our, our drummer has a studio, our other guitar player, one of our guitar our guitar player has been with us for you know over ten years. He also plays the Candlebox. We just got our uh, old guitar player back, who was in you know Cowboy Mouth for a while. So now we're five. All that we've never been. Our bass player is like a professor at college that teaches video production. So I mean, everybody's got their own gigs, uh-huh. you know, on top of what we're doing. So right. it was like it was time to make a record. Now we're like super stoked about it. Want wanted to find out what people. Think of it. Like, even though we made it for ourselves, we hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys? Are you guys going to do the whole go back on tour thing, or are you just going to kind of play a show here and there whenever you guys have have time? I mean, we're trying to fill up our schedule again, you know, and book stuff. Cool. We're playing like you know, Connecticut and Pennsylvania, and you know, just different places around the East Coast. But I mean, we I'd love nothing more for if, if this record could do something where we were able to tour the country again, man. I'd do it in a second. I love. I love going out and playing so dude you got such a good attitude and and i noticed you cut your hair it's not you know when i look at like, oh he doesn't have that same that signature hair because you know you don't you, you know you don't see someone for a long time and in my head you still have like the dreadlocks or whatever and you don't you dude, oh, don't look anything like that man I think, and i think i cut those dreads off in like 2000 like 20 years ago yeah a long time ago i know <laughs> i'm sorry man i know i'm stuck in the past dude <laughs> My, my wife actually goes. He's still a good-looking guy. That's exactly what she. That's exactly what she said. He's she's gonna hate me for saying that. By the way, she's, she's gonna, gonna, she's gonna, gonna hate. Okay, 
<laughs> you, you guys did the, you know, during COVID, I think 2020, you guys had some, you guys were doing some live streams and I wish more bands did that. You guys sounded so, I mean, the, the, the production and the recording quality of what you did sounded great. I mean, was it hard to figure all that out? Because it's like yeah. perfect. And you're the guy playing the bongos. He kills it, dude. Not for me because I didn't do anything. I just showed up and played. <laughs> so our drum basically, we, I mean, we had, we did an acoustic one, but we also did a bunch of electric ones. I think we did like seven of them. And, uh, but we're, we were in our drummer studio in Baltimore. So, you know, he basically is multi-tracking it and recording it. And so it sounds like you're making a record basically live. And then, uh, our guitar player Island, he uh, ended up, you know, working out how to figure out how to do all four cameras and not have lag time and all this crap. I'm, I'm not into it. I'm just like, I'll show up. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. I'll yeah, you had to be there. Yeah. I'll play some songs, but you, you guys worry about all the technical stuff. It's not, it's not my game. Well, I, you guys did like it was like a two hour, a couple two hour shows. I was able to snag. Um, uh, like a three three and a half minute clip of that song. I think dropping anchors where you opened up one of them, and it, the whole the whole thing was great. But I I personally thought that one sounded really good. I, I liked it. I liked the flow of that song. So we're gonna play that song um, right now, and then uh, we're gonna talk a little bit more. So all right, let me get this thing lined up right here, and here we go. All right.
such a fun time too i mean you're getting like you could feel the emotion like playing you know and you had an audience there and i saw people commenting while you guys were playing and did it feel i mean because you couldn't play concerts you know was that like your first time to do that um, well, so something that, like that well actually that was the only time we did an acoustic one we typically were doing them electric so we have ones where we played for a couple hours where it's all electric and it's raging you know loud and jamming you know but that was a fun one to do i mean i don't watch stuff like i don't go back and watch stuff i don't like to relive the past so right. I just, when, when i play i'm like here's the show and don't you know our, our drummer records every show we've ever played and i never want to hear him but <laughs> well, sorry but it's, no, no, it's, it's cool because like it's the first time i've seen it so <laughs> it sounded well, all right man it was it, okay <laughs> yeah good job on that it i saw you guys, you guys are very active on youtube right now um you guys had some concerts recently you were uh i guess you're just trying to maybe build up a little bit more, like a hype right now because you guys are coming out with this album um this year are you guys coming out with a music video at all so yeah i mean Right now, we're going to try to start, like, my manager was like, you know, if we want something to happen with this record, it's like, doesn't matter what the record is like, all anybody, all the people in the business care about is your numbers. Like, so how many yeah. followers do you have? And it's just such a, a I don't know. I'm, I'm not. It's in, changed. It's changed, it, right? It has totally changed. So, you know, I, I've started a, a TikTok. I only posted up. I was going to bring that up next. Yeah, I swear yeah, to God, no, I have it down. Yeah. So, I mean, I posted up a little teaser of a video we're doing for the first song on the first on the new record it's not i don't know if it's going to be a i don't think it's our first single but it's the first song on the record and and i did it with a buddy of mine who uh i wrote i've written songs with and made art with mm -hmm. since high school basically and uh so yeah i mean we're just kind of like trying to we'll, we'll, we'll try the social media bit and try to you know do that thing but i mean we're a live band we're we're a rock band it's, uh, that's kind of i'd like to focus on that more than <laughs> Dude, I, 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 I saw your tiktok Dave. if anyone wants to follow jimmy's chicken shack it's jimmy's chicken shack one there's number yeah. one did somebody else have jimmy's chicken shack oh no this is this is perfectly why i don't do social media stuff so i started a page but i started it with the wrong email <laughs> so, oh. so I, I instantly deleted it and went to do another one and of course you couldn't have that name because they were like well somebody hasn't read <laughs> and it hadn't gone through that it was canceled so we'll we'll eventually get the one taken off of there but i was like screw it i'm just gonna start one just, and go, just, just go okay. just go we'll change it. the name later man <laughs> but i'm gonna fall old, I'm gonna, I'm gonna old guys old guys with technology it's like oh Dude, 
you, you have to, you have to. Bands nowadays, you got to be, you know, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, yeah. I don't even know if Twitter, Twitter's probably still a thing. I, mean, it's not, I don't know if Snapchat's like for people. I don't have one. I, I don't ever use it anyway. I don't do Twitter either. Yeah. yeah. I don't either. And, but you know, and everyone wants to look at your numbers. It before, the rec- it feels like the record labels are the ones that got you the numbers because they got you famous and, and signed. And now it's it's like, and maybe they still do, but but these independent bands they have to have all these different platforms. And they they like my my man, I have a manager for the podcast and a producer, and he made me. I, I refused to do a TikTok. I was like, I'm not doing TikTok. I'm not gonna do it. He's like, I made you a TikTok. Here's your login. Yeah. And now I'm like, fuck, gotta do it. I do it all the time. Yeah, so I, I don't do it all the time. I did one like a week ago, and I know my manager's like, you know, with all the personal stuff you do on Facebook and everything, you should just focus for a year on just doing just the band. I'm like, yeah, probably not going to do that. But, you know, I mean, I want to do stuff, and, and I'll, put yeah. some, I'll post up stuff, but it's just, I don't know, man. I like living life. And <laughs> I'm already on social media enough. It's like one more thing you got to do. And it's, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's a necessary evil, I guess, but it is, it is, yeah. it is. I got, I got a buddy, I got a buddy uh, named Scott Grace and he, he had mentioned to me and he wanted me to kind of bring it up, I guess on the show. Uh, there's a song that you did and a long, it was again, a long time ago, right? Uh, Slow change with Brant with Brandon Boyd or whatever. Yes. Yes. Was there like some sort of secret way to get that song or, or something like that? Yeah. So the record bring your own stereo that do right was on when, uh-huh. when, when people got that record, if they bought it, they could mail in this, this card and we would send an EP and it was a slow change EP. And I did the album cover art for that. Like I did the painting on the cover of that. And then it was slow change was actually what I wanted to call the record initially. And it was my, I think it's, my, one of my favorite songs I've ever written, and one of what the he said, songs, yeah, one of the coolest songs that Jimmy Chicken Shack's ever done. But the record label, it was a long song; it's like six minutes long, and they were it just never made it to the record. So that, and then this acoustic version of a song I did called "Smiling," and then um, I did a cover of a Grateful Dead song that's kind of weird. We were doing it to, for a possible movie, and uh, it's just kind of wacky and a little, almost a little electronic and weird, but. So we just made a little EP, and and so you mailed in this card, and you get the slow change EP. And when we were in the studio, we were with Jim Wirt. He he produced uh, Science by uh, Jesus. <laughs> so weird, dude. It's coming out of nowhere. I wasn't even touching anything. <laughs> you seem like a hands are like, not, not near the keyboard. It's like, it's like on a timer or something. It just wants to play this song for me. Um, so anyway, Jim Wirt produced uh, Incubus's first record, Science. Mm-hmm. And... When we were doing the record, he he was like, hey, I could give Brandon a call if you want. I was like, yeah, man. We, we had toured. We did a tour with them in 311. And I was like, hell yeah, have him come up. And he's like, he plays djembe really cool. And I was like, it'd be perfect for this song, Slow Change. So he just played djembe on it. He didn't sing on it. He didn't, you know, he just played djembe. And, uh, and it's funny because if you find it online, it's like Brandon Boyd and Jimmy's Chicken Shack. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, I, I guess it doesn't matter. If you're <laughs> not, but, but yeah, he plays hand drum on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, dude. Yeah, that's, that's so funny, man. It is. I mean, it's yeah, just the way Jimmy's Chicken Shack's also there. And, <laughs> and Jimmy's Chicken Shack guest stars on Brandon Boyd's Jembe solo. <laughs> oh, my God. Do, 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 do you miss MTV? Like, do you miss, do you miss, you know, 
the 20 years ago music scene where they had like TRL and you were able to go and music videos were like still a thing. They are, but like, it's not the same as it used to be, you know, like in the yeah. late nineties, early two thousands. Well, I mean, I remember the first time I saw MTV and it was in 82 and I was just like, this is the coolest thing ever. So yeah, I mean, we all grew up. That was part of growing up and yeah, being obsessed with that and fi- discovering new music and, and yeah, I mean, we ended up being, you know, hosting in uh, 120 minutes, you know, which is like the coolest show ever. We're like hosting it. It was awesome. So, I mean, I, I miss that the avenue, that venue for for music, because the right. minute real world started, that's that was the, the beginning of the end. And then it just turned into, I don't know, I, I like, I didn't know I took a shit today television show you know what i mean it's like how did i have a ghost shit i don't know amazing. oh i can't believe dude bro you had a ghost shit you know it's just it's just i don't it turned into such garbage and yeah it was a big i think it's a huge loss for the music industry personally it's and yeah so you think I, you, know, you think all these social medias and 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 you know is what is what the changes it was almost inevitable when the internet came out and you know, MySpace, you know, they, people were promoting their own bands, and and I think, do you think that had a lot to do with the change in the industry? Because you know, I'm not in the industry, so you have a different right. perspective than I do. Well, I mean, it was definitely Napster, the start of Napster. Oh yeah, uh, Napster, Napster pretty much was the start of killing everything. I forgot about, about Napster. Music. I mean, so you think about this, you know, it's when Napster came out, the people that were stealing music. <laughs> Or, or getting it for free or downloading it, whatever. Yeah. How do you want to you know frame it? Right. They were all college age kids who were listening to alternative music. Yep. You know, and so that was the the genre of music that took the hardest hit. And you know, the so what ended up happening is all that stuff was getting the people were getting for free, and the people that were paying for music were little kids buying pop music, right, or like hip hop music because. You know, I mean, it was the kids who had that were in colleges who had that really fast connection that could download music. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have a really good computer and good fast connection, you weren't downloading anything. Right. So as a result, you know, people that didn't have those connections, the music sold more because it was they had to buy it to get it. Yeah. So, you know, hip hop, country, pop, all those things really started to blow up. People don't see it that understand it that way, but it's like, wait, that, this is kind of how that went, you know, went down. So we were kind of at the crest of the wave and. And so that, you know, I mean, now it's everything with social media. It's it's amazing because we're all just stars in our own movies. And and, right. and yeah. And so picture this: my manager came out when we were recording our record, and he said, "So here's the situation: in the seventies, sixty thousand records came out in a year. Mm-hmm. Sixty thousand records in one year. Today, mm-hmm. sixty thousand songs come out on Spotify a day." God dang. 50,000 yeah. songs are uploaded to Spotify a day. So so you have to somehow figure out a break for all that. And really, it's the people that maybe have those followers on social media or something goes viral for some whatever reason. Right. Whether it's a, you know, a video like an OK Go video that were just, mm-hmm. just super cool. Like, I know OK Go because their videos are badass. I, can't, I couldn't sing a melody. I don't know. You know, I don't remember a song, which is yeah. fine, you know, but – but they help it help build a career for them. So you know, right. it's, you have to be different and clever in different ways. And and, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, it's just not just the music that speaks, but 
but it is what makes something endure, hopefully, you know. So, yeah, and you know, and some and some artists it has really helped because you know, without there's a lot of independent artists that are actually making it that sound fantastic, you know. Yeah, totally. That they maybe they don't maybe don't want to, and and sign, getting signed nowadays. I mean, I got a buddy signed to Warner Brothers, and he like works at a furniture store. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, you're signed to Warner Brothers. Why do you work at a furniture store? He goes, they don't pay us. Like they don't pay him anything. No, you're not going to make. I mean, back when we signed a deal, you wouldn't make necessarily money off of selling records, but at least you got publishing and you're touring and your yep. merchandise. But now labels take a piece of all of that. Yeah. Because they were they were caught late in the game. They didn't. They got their asses handed to them by a college kid who started a you know a, a sharing platform. <laughs> so yeah. By, by the time they figured it out, they were it was already too late. And then they started. Well, well, how are we going to make this back? What? Let's do it on the backs of the musicians, like we always have. Yep, <laughs> man. I do. Yeah, you know what? I bet you have some really great stories too on on touring and and just probably had some pretty fun times. Oh yeah, uh, out there on the road. When is your next? You guys just did a concert not so not so long ago, right? And do you have some lined up or like what's your next uh, venue you're going to play at? Uh, so we're playing. Uh, gosh, we're doing a show on the. 23rd and where the heck is that in pennsylvania we're doing some festival we're we've got uh oh god where are we else are we doing we're yeah, a couple shows in pennsylvania and virginia um we, we're doing a festival called the let's go festival in right around here in, in maryland near annapolis oh, okay uh, and then we're doing like pittsburgh hard rock cafe we're getting up into connecticut and other you coming uh, to oklahoma yeah. you ever been to oklahoma Played out this I, we played Oklahoma a long time ago. I haven't been there in quite a while, but man, that was, uh, we played this one show in Oklahoma City and we played with the impotent sea snakes. And no, I got to tell know. you, it, it is one of the shows I will never, ever forget in my life. Yeah. Uh, impotent sea snakes, they had a sign that looked like the kiss sign, but the K was taken off of. And it was all these you know, single bulbs. It was really funny. That was their logo on stage. <laughs> But they um, quite literally were having sex on stage. With no them. way, dude. Oh, yes. It was. They're called the was impotent, there kids there? They can't do that. It was called the Impotent Sea Snakes, and I'm pretty sure it was a 21 oh and God. over show. But, man, i got to tell you, it was it was the most hardcore, crazy. They, so our, our, our guitar tech at the time, he, he ended up being uh, Pat Smear's guitar tech for Foo Fighters for the past eight years. You know, he just uh-huh. left in the summer. But, uh I guarantee in that guy's seen stuff all over the world. I guarantee it's still one of those shows that he'll be like, well, you can, you can't unsee what happened at that. Was it, was it fun to watch? Was it fun though? God, not for me. I, <laughs> I don't want to see the guitar player blowing the bass player on stage. I, oh yeah. I, I, I mean, I, you know, I want to, your thing, huh? I want to hear some cool jams, man. I'm not here. For the, I can't really hear some music. I'm dude. not here for the unintended porn. Like, <laughs> it was so weird, man. It was that. And that was, that's one of those shows in Oklahoma that I'll never forget. I'm like <laughs> in the middle of Oklahoma. Like, how do we end up with this band? Of, I wonder if there's still like, a band. I'm trying to get them on like a band of insane gypsy quackery like and and the music was probably okay i don't even remember i don't remember yeah i remember just being like are are they is that a hat that's that's happening (laughs) that's happening 
That yeah, you know, funny. we're gonna end the show on that note, man. <laughs> that was fantastic, <laughs> Jimmy. Ha ha! Thank you so much for coming on the show. Right on, man. Please, please stay on the. Hey, right on, dude. A <laughs> uh, great attitude. Like I said, I, I love talking with you. Please stay on there till after the outro song plays. I got a question. I'm not gonna ask on 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 camera. So I do want to remind every or thank everyone that watches the show and please subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, and you know, I'm on TikTok and we got the app. Don't forget to look up the app and all podcasting platforms. I'm going to play the outro song. That's all we got for today and peace out, rock on and much love. Peace. Laugh a lot. There we go. (laughs) This is the loud spot outro by nothing short of tragic. Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the loud spot with Sebastian? Yes. Does nothing short of tragic have his back again? Yes. Does everything that's good really have to end? Yes. A pin post has a pin show, so to get more episodes, make an order. This is over. Thanks for watching our video. Don't forget to click the like and share button. Don't forget to go to our YouTube and subscribe. If you want to listen to our audio and pick up some cool merch, go to www.theloudspot.net. Peace out, rock on, much love. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.